What's up? What's good? It's Tim O in your hood. Thank you for joining us on Mr. Meaningful Work Retain, a big energy conversation about engaging and retaining your people. Today, I am so, so, so happy to be talking with Lydia Ramirez, who is the Chief Operating Officer and Head of Diversity at Five Star Bank. Now, when I heard Lydia speak at a local talent and HR event, I was immediately drawn to how deeply she cared about people in an industry that is normally very data-driven, numbers-driven, black and white. I had to spend time with her. And that time that I spent was game-changing for me, so I know it was gonna be eye-opening for you. I can't start, though, without showing love to Spark, our sponsors for this season of the Retain Podcast. Um, I took their assessment and found out that my appreciation style is trust me. I feel recognized when my peers and my leaders trust me with challenging tasks or assignments. For me, that speaks more than gift cards or bonuses and things like that. So when leaders are equipped with this type of information, plus the technology and the support to take action, they create environments where teams are inspired to stay. This is what Spark does. So check them out at sparkco.com slash Mr. Meaningful Work. That's S-P-A-R-C-K-Co.com slash Mr. Meaningful Work and tell them I sent you. But let's jump in. So, welcome everybody to Mr. Meaningful Work Retain. I am excited to be here with my guest, Lydia, um, from Five Star Bank. And uh, like we do every episode on the Retain podcast, is we want to hear what are you famous for? But before we get into the nitty-gritty, what are you famous for has rough in it. So we're asking everybody, give us your big dog rough. All right, here it goes. Are you ready? Rough. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> we'll put some effects in there and have like all the vibrations That's and ripples right. going out. That's right. Um, but tell us, what are you famous for? What do people know Lydia for? Oh, gosh, Tim, that is a huge question. Um I would say the thing that people know me best for is um, one, I'm a, I'm a mom first. Um, and in fact, I would say most people know me as um, uh, Lydia Ramirez, Jordan's mom, AKA the scorekeeper on any baseball team. Let's go. So that's probably my first famous, um, uh, what I'm famously known for. And then I would say from a professional standpoint, um, uh, that I'm the highest ranking Latina in uh, the C-suite within the banking industry. So, uh, pretty Let's cool, uh, pretty cool, uh, famous thing to be known for, yes. um, and really excited to really just dive in deep. Um, and then just that I, I'm a firm believer in representation matters. Mm -hmm. I speak to it constantly through my, uh, DE and I, um, a lens, um, and the part that I get to represent the bank for. So I, I, um, I'm thankful and grateful that I get to be the COO and the chief DNI officer for the nice. bank. So, um, doing a lot of really good work within the community, um, serving on many boards and, uh, just bringing it all together. Wow. That's big, big, big. Every time I see people that come into firsts, right? So first highest ranking. So whether it's like 
our VP Kamala Harris, like we had our um, Supreme Court justices just came on and um, across, I mean, I'm just talking from African-American perspective, but across different um, right. backgrounds and like when folks step into that first or highest rank, like how does that feel? Like, is there a level of pressure? Is there a level of awareness? Like what, what does that feel like? So that's a, that's a fantastic question. So I think for me, the way I've always looked at this is um, if I can break down as many barriers that exist today, then the person behind me and those that I, I want to bring up with me yeah. or um, want to be alongside me uh, don't have to break those down, those same barriers mm. down. Um, and they have somebody to, to share the journey with, yeah. right? So um, pressure always, right? Yeah. But it's I'm not leading with the focus of I want to be the first and I yeah. want to be the only. Yeah. Um, I'm leading with um, how can we continue to create uh, norm in what has not been yeah. the norm. Yeah. And so, um, and I and I lead through that, right? Yeah. So I lead with um, one focus across um, all spectrums yeah. and all all folks that we serve in the community. So yeah. I don't lead with color. Mm-hmm. Um, I lead with. Um, let's do the right thing for the right people and make yeah. sure that those that are underserved or under-resourced get to the same playing field so that we can all advance together. So yeah. for me, it's when they see me, like I want the young um, Latinx individuals to say, it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. And that that I'm here to show you that it, it can be, right? No. And then ask me about my journey. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. And yeah. then I'll help you get through um, some things that, you know, that I went through my own, yeah. in my own life. So. Yeah. Yeah, and we're and we're going to talk about that journey, or is what we call the the origin story. Um, we were talking a little bit before we got some sushi together, and right. um, uh, learned a little bit about how you climbed through. And I think one of the themes that I loved about your story was the ownership that you took, um, the excellence that you kind of committed yourself to, um, almost kind of creating the role. <laughs> For yourself, if you would. Yeah. Um, so can you walk us through um, uh, kind of your journey of how you got to where you are and folks might be able to resonate um, at some point in that journey? Sure. So um, I think like most individuals going through um, post high school, you have an idea of what you think you want to yeah. do. Um, mine was medical school. That's what I oh. wanted to do. Right. Like I, that was it. And then it was I, be Dr. Ramirez. It was, and then I, um, about three years into my undergraduate work, yeah. um, I put a needle in somebody for the first time, and I turned white, <laughs> and knew immediately nah. that was not going to nah. be it for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but I did have an act for building relationship. Mm-hmm. I loved investigating. Yeah. I loved just being the ear people um, uh, sought, or yeah. just kind of. Um, learning new uh, cultures, new ideas, yeah. just just learning about people. Yeah. So I ended up shifting real quickly into psychology. Makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Um, and um, I had I graduated with a BS in psychology, BA in Spanish, and um, came into banking, just really mm. stumbled upon it, literally yeah. stumbled upon it. I went into um, an institution, and the lines were out the door, and I just asked the question, do you need some help? Um, and they're like, are you looking for a job? And I'm like, Kind of, right? Uh, because who doesn't want weekend money yeah. while you're in college? Yeah. Um, and that started it. So the very next day I was hired. And um, so I guess you can say the or the, the story started with asking the question and putting myself out there, mm. right? So I think that's the piece, the courageous component yeah. of um, many of, of the barriers that we yeah. have or we put in front of our ch- each other or yeah. ourselves is yeah. um, 
taking the first step, yeah. right? So for me, that first step was asking the the manager, I was a 21-year-old, 20-year-old, yeah. saying, like, do you need some help? Yeah. And realizing that I, I too, could benefit from yeah. if they said yes. Yeah. Um, and the only thing that would have been a drawback is they said no, yeah. right? So you just yeah. keep going on. Yeah. Um, so that turned into a 17-year career, career at that company. Um, learned many things, went through a ton of leadership classes. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I was in a box. Yeah. Like, you know, I just really couldn't explore or create um, or do what I felt was really good for my clients because I knew my clients and yeah. I knew what they wanted to do. Um, I was very much focused on the commercial segment in general. And so when Five Star came about about five years ago, um, I finally understood what it meant to have leaders that um, trusted mm. um, in my um, in my expertise, in my learning, mm. um, that supported my journey. Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of um, catapulted. Yeah. And so, um, you know, started out as director of branch administration, oversaw the branch part of it, re kind of uh, calibrated the operations component to really make sure that there was a synergy and yeah. breaking down those silos. Yeah. Um, so when obviously when you're working together and the team's working together, you feel the benefit. You yeah. see it on the bottom line. The customer experience is felt, right? And so um, I then moved into the director of operations and had um, fantastic leadership in front of me the entire time. Um, and about a year and a half ago, I came into uh, the C-suite role. Nice. Um, my, um, my, my then mentor uh, took a, an, another role with a different company, and a, it afforded me the opportunity to be in this C-suite role. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, I was deer in the headlights when she told me <laughs> what was going to happen, um, because sometimes you're just like, Am I worthy? Mm. Am, am I? Am I? Should I be yeah. here? Yeah. Am I the right person? Yeah. But for them to say yes, yeah. for them to say you are, and for me to just believe, yeah. right? Believe in in what they see, um, and and to know in my heart of hearts, I was ready, yeah. and I was the right individual, yeah. and I could step up to the challenge. Yeah. Um, did it mean that I even today know everything? Absolutely not. Yeah. And I will never claim to know everything. Yeah. That's why I have a wonderful team yeah. of peers that were beside me and um, underneath me with my direct reports and um, with my um, amazing CEO above me, um, I do have a, a multitude of support. Yeah. So I think when you think about like what it is and how I took to get there, it's being courageous yeah. to take those steps, yeah. even if there's self-doubt, right? Yeah. Like, and I think self-doubt is, is very common. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, if you can think about how, um, the good that you could do yeah. if you just put yourself out there. Yeah. I think many people um, kind of want to check the box of everything that they need to have mm. in order to get to that next role. Yeah. Um, and I would say if you have 40% of it, try. Just go. Just go. Jump in. Jump in. Yeah. Because the only thing that could happen is they say no. Say no. Yeah. Right? 50, 50, and I think yeah. that's and, – and I think the hard part about it is is – is the no? It's mm. the rejection, right? Yeah. And and I definitely have had my my fair share of rejection yeah. along the way because I did jump in. I remember I was 24 and I applied to be a branch manager, yeah. and um, I will never forget the individual that was interviewing me looked at me looked me dead in the eye and was like, "Oh, kiddo, you're gonna go far one day." And I and that literally <laughs> put a fire underneath oh, me forever because I was man. like. I'm gonna, Never, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna show, yeah. I'm gonna show them yeah. whether it's today, tomorrow, or in ten yeah. years. Yeah. I'm not just a kiddo. Yeah. I'm here to to drive yeah. uh, purpose and intention. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I how I came to be. Yeah. Um, you know, taking risks is scary and yeah. tough, but um, if you want to get ahead, 
Got you just got to, gotta, you, you gotta got to take that first step. Yeah. And even if it takes a mentor being in your life mm-hmm. to kind of help guide you, then I would absolutely encourage that yeah. because I know that's one of the things that I use yeah. constantly, a mm-hmm. sounding board. Um, my family was my sounding board, mm. um, but, um, you know, those are definitely like opportunities. Um, and like I said, I definitely had my fair share of failure, yeah. but at the end of the day, um, I, I'm a I'm a big believer of if you fail, fail fast and learn from it, and then just keep Jumping. going. Keep going. I love that. I yeah. love that. There, and it's it's a beautiful segue into you know. So this this podcast is meant to be a a tool and a learning resource for folks that are looking to um, figure out how do I retain my people, how right. do I engage my folks, and there are three components from the story that you shared. Was number one. You know, your journey really kind of started when you identified a need, right? You saw a line. It's like, okay, these folks need help and let me be the one to offer help, right? right? Um, So I think there's that's that one component of usually success comes from recognizing a problem and being able and positioning yourself to be able to fix that problem. So that's one. The second was the thing that you mentioned as far as when you got into a leadership team that demonstrated that they trusted you, mm-hmm. right? That trust element is huge and it inspires and sparks a fire and creates bandwidth and capacity and energy to do the Absolutely. things you know, that you yeah. need. Um, and then you mentioned many times that need for courage, you know, that courageous attitude. Yeah. Um, and I think those three things, when you look at the things that leaders need to do to engage their folks, to retain their folks. It is taking those things, recognize the need, see that there is help that's needed and you are the one to do that. Show trust, right? Mm -hmm. How do you come across as trustworthy and also giving trust? And how do you step into those courageous conversations? Because it's not easy talking about the non-technical things (laughs) that folks are going through. Like those are hard conversations. So, in an industry like banking, mm-hmm. right, or in finance, especially commercial banking, right. we're not even talking about like individual retail banking yeah. that's probably more technical, black and white, like we're doing with the numbers and the bottom line. How do you connect those things to create a culture and an environment where folks feel engaged and trusted and they're, they're inspired to stay? Talk to us about that. So those are exactly what I would summarize my um, kind of journey through. But I would say um, from a leader's perspective and to help create the engagement, to help create the trust, uh, to have the courageous conversation is to understand you have people that are working for you first. We are human first. Mm. We're not a title. I'm not um, I'm not Lydia Ramirez, a COO. I'm Lydia Ramirez, a COO, a mom, a a community leader, mm-hmm. an advocate, yeah. you know, I'm all those things yeah. wrapped into one. And sometimes when you come to the table and you recognize that they're human first, yeah. sometimes you need to address the human aspect of what's going on in their life. Yes. Whether they want to open up to it or not, mm. you got to open up the door to have the conversation, yeah. right? Like, so instead of walking in the morning and saying, hey, can you get that report for me first thing in the morning? It's, Hey, Tim, how was your weekend? Mm. You know, like, how did you, or, hey, I told you, you told me you were going to go on vacation. What was it like? What happened? You know, let let me, let's engage. And um, to be genuine. Yeah. You got to be genuine in the request. You can't just be, um, 
you know, good morning, and then walk right through, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you just have to be like, good morning, pause, allow them to respond yeah. back, give them a face-to-face, yeah. right? Like, don't just run through the office. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that um, I establish is um, having meaningful engagements, right? Mm-hmm. So meaningful one-on-ones where you're talking about um, uh, the successes you're seeing today, yeah. The potential for opportunity, yeah. and then where do you see growth, right? Yeah. But it's not just a one-sided conversation, right? Yeah. It's a two-sided conversation. There's two people in the in the room, so allow them to talk from their own heart yeah. and listen. Um, and sometimes I think what when when we as leaders see a um, task or goal that needs to be hit, yeah. uh, we fail to listen. Mm. And we've locked in. We've locked in. You're you're honed in yeah. and you're you're making the time, but are you truly engaged in yeah. listening? Right? Yeah. Because I think when um, individuals that are reporting through us understand that you really are truly opening up uh, yourself to listening to yeah. how they are going through their own personal journey. Yeah. Um, your experience will help to guide them to that next level, mm. or to be very frank and say that's that's fantastic. And maybe that journey doesn't actually mean they're going to continue on the same pace. Mm. Maybe it's you've identified something that they could be even better at yeah, because they're developing. finally yeah. expressing something that you know I really like. And I'll and I'll use banking terms. Yeah. I really like the operation side of the house, but data has you know is intrigued me yeah okay well you're detail oriented that makes sense yes let's let's do some introductions right because at the end of the day it's not what's best for operations it's what's best for five-star banks so if mm. i can retain that employee in a broader sense yes. then we need to be open to those things right i love that so that's yeah. how i lead we're human first yeah. you gotta be you gotta be there and yeah. the second one is um is through mentorship and and uh, and championship, and there's two separate things. Mentorship could be somebody that's within the company, maybe somebody that's outside of the company, um, but just kind of helping to to drive uh, your own journey, um, as well as um, understanding maybe what that person's gone through their yeah. life, and kind of uh, putting yourself in a position to understand um, just how do you get through these things? Yeah. Like the actual technical components, yeah. like who should I reach out to? Yeah. Where do I make the connections and helping them through that part? But the the champion part is really about finding an individual within your company mm-hmm. that can champion your cause. Mm. So, um, and so, you know, if, if there's movement, yeah. um, and, and I think everyone can say, we've all seen a ton of movement yeah. through the pandemic, right? Yeah. Whether it's this idea of hybrid, this yeah. idea of, um, the employee engagement, the yeah. idea of the great resignation because yeah. it, it's about me first. Yeah. I think we've all kind of level set with we were working really, really, really hard um, in order to maintain a lifestyle. But I think the pandemic allowed us the opportunity to slow down mm. and realize that we're people again. Yeah. Right. So um, I probably spent the most time and I think anybody can say this. I spent yeah. the most time with my children, whether you like them or not. You know, like sometimes <laughs> sometimes we love our children, but sometimes really I mean, let's like be them. real. Let's be real. Like, you we know, like sometimes like yeah. you're like. Yeah, just yeah. do what I need you to yeah, do, right? Yeah. Um, but you, I had the opportunity to connect with my family in a way that I hadn't been able to in yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, and so I don't want to lose that part of yeah. it. And I don't think any of the employee or the, the workforce themselves yeah. don't want to lose that focus yeah. either. So how do we um, create the engaged focus, yeah. right? So it's coming to the table and having uh, that courageous conversation together, yeah. right? Like yeah. um, as an employer... 
we can't be so stuck in our ways that we put the heels in the sand and, yeah. and dig them in and say, yeah. you know, it's this way or the highway. Yeah. And I think what we're finding is, is if that's the stance, yeah. um, unfortunately, there's good employees that are out and about yeah. because that's, you know, just, and then from an employee perspective, if, if what you do and what you love doing requires you to be out of the home, be, be very, um, understanding, right? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, if, if you're in social work, it's pretty hard to do from home, yeah. right? Yeah. If, if you're, um, beginning in on the teller line in the operations, yeah. y- you can't do that from yeah. home, right? So understanding that your journey may take you through a, a, a phase, but yeah. ultimately what's your prize? I, yeah. We don't know, right? Yeah. Let's have those conversations. So I would say those are some of the things that I, I do personally yeah. to help lead my, um, my teams yeah. and to help, um, drive, um, the bottom line for my company. I right? love that. I love that. So the two things, when we talk about um, the industry that is bank and the industry that is finance and trying to bridge that gap of engagement and retention, what you have shared is, um, number one, human first. Yeah. Right? Address the human that you're working with. Yeah. Um, and then number two, you know, having that champion, right? Yeah. So. Um, somebody that's a mentor that you have as a resource, like, Hey, this is how I did it, or I would have done it. So you have that, but then somebody that's also championing your cause, moving it forward, Mm -hmm. um, to help that. I think that, I mean, that's practical advice for anybody that's listening and things like, Hey, what are some things that I can do? I'm in an industry or I'm in a work environment that is kind of really technical and, and I want to be able to, you know, do those things as simple as connecting on you know, who the person is, um, what they're interested in. I love what you yeah. talked about by way of like, hey, if you're interested, if you feel like your strengths or your skill set is more data-driven than operations, that's, I mean, it's still professional and technical, but it's letting them explore something right. else that they're excited about. Um, and I want to talk about that because our sponsor for this season is Spark, um, a um, engagement and recognition platform that uses AI and technology to um, assist leaders in being able to recognize and yeah. engage their folks. So let me ask you what, you know, when we talk about recognition, what are some of the ways that you feel recognized in your organization? Uh, so that's a great question. Um, well, recently, um, I have been nominated by my company for some of the uh, uh, Sacramento Business Journal Awards. In fact, um, just a few days ago, I was um, uh, named as part of the Women Who Mean Business 2022 cohort. Let's go, let's go. um, So I am excited. So that has been a bucket list since I was a baby banker back in the day. Like, you know, I always seen this powerhouse list of women Mm -hmm. and I'm like, one day I'm gonna get there one day and uh, I was there this year so um, I have again the support of the company is huge Um, and so for them to um, feel so empowered as to nominate me um, and then for uh, a peer uh, a cohort um, of peers to go through the judging process and to select me as part of it is is huge for me Um, so that's one thing another thing is just a simple Thank you. Right. Yeah. Just, I mean, the the simple thank you, and um, I think we lost the ideal, uh, the uh, uh, the importance of a thank you handwritten card. Mm. It goes so far, man. So far, man. I mean, we people are, misled. Like to see somebody like that took the time to exactly. write is it, it's huge. It's right? different. Yeah. So it's one thing to say thank you over email. It's another thing yeah. to say thank you over text. Yeah. Um, 
And I think we do that naturally yeah. because, you know, we're just gracious yeah. human beings. But Or sometimes the AI will populate it for you already. Yes. <laughs> you just have to click it. Yes. Yeah. And so I think um, the idea, and I and I love doing this with, with my team, is, you know, I have my own stationery. And just to, to acknowledge one or two things that yeah. they have done, yeah. whether you're my direct report or even not even in my business line, but mm. somebody within the company yeah. that I just like... I see you yeah. and you're doing really awesome things. Yeah. Like to have that simple acknowledgement, I know for me in my in my personal um, career, yeah. it's always meant a lot. And yeah. I know for my team, it's also meant a lot. Yeah. Um, so those are just simple things, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And um, we also have this really cool uh, uh, kind of platform that we use and they're called impressions. Okay. And so um, very much a digital thing, but it, it gives you like seven different things that you can kind of highlight an individual for yeah. and just... Um, I'm a big believer of like my team saying, hey, you know, um, this tiller went above and beyond and did da 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 da. So yeah. I'll take that story and I'll pop it in an impression and I'm like, we can't we can't do our job without you. So thank yeah. you for doing you. Nice. Right. So, um, I, again, it's just it's showing the empathy, the gratitude, the yeah. graciousness, um, especially through this craziness of, yeah. of what we've been going through for the yeah. last couple of years. So just yeah. acknowledging nice. again, the people. Nice. Yeah. So we got that public recognition and affirmation of the work and contribution, and then just a simple act of gratitude and just saying thanks and actually putting pen to paper. That's right. And writing it's it down. A, it's, a, it's a game changer. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a lost art it for really some. Is. It really is. Um, thanks for that. And, and so the, la- I want, the thing I want to end on, I know you talked a lot about your passion for inclusion and diversity and, you know, that, you know, creating that environment um, and how you kind of have that dual role of both the operations and that piece. Do you have a story um, of the benefits of that kind of DEI or inclusion in action, Some where there was either an initiative or an approach or a conversation um, that you saw was like, man, because we have this, we have benefited in some way. There's a story that you can share. Oh yeah, for love. sure. Um, so many stories I yeah. could share, but yeah. um, I will I will give you two. Yeah. So one of them from a um, from a community standpoint, yeah. being part of the Sacramento Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. In fact, I just finished my uh, my year as the chair. I'm, I'm now the immediate past chair, but. Uh, an initiative that we did was to really put out an economic report that really um, kind of honed in on the stats of what is true for the Latinx community in the greater Sacramento region. Mm-hmm. And I think people kind of thought they knew what was going on, yeah. but to bring to light like the physical true numbers of what's mm-hmm. going on, whether it's graduation rates, mm. um, impact to um, renting, mortgage, right. the education levels. Yeah. Um, and so what that, that report has really been able to do is to drive um, kind of entrepreneurship. What are yeah. we doing from a small business perspective yeah. and really driving um, additional grants mm-hmm. to those um, that are in need, yeah. underserved, under-resourced, nice. right? So that's nice. the community aspect. Yeah. In professionally, what I do from a day-to-day, um, I think one of the things that I saw um, and, and uh, kind of go, going back a little bit is I, I, I was able to write myself into this role, yeah. right? So, and yeah. I think we had that conversation yeah. over lunch. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, I'm a graduate of Sac State from my MBA program and the, um, capstone that I wrote, um, in my thesis for, for ending the program was Five Star Bank and our DE&I program. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that time, uh, when I first joined the bank, I think there was a, um, an unintentional, um, 
version of DEI. Mm-hmm. Um, when I graduated for the program and when I was when I was um, selected to be part of the this DEI committee and be the actual champion yeah. as the chief DEI officer for the company, we took it to that next level and created intentional focus yeah. on DEI, right? Yeah. So there's one thing to haphazardly yeah. hire individuals. Yeah. It's another thing to recognize there's opportunities. Yeah. And I think the one thing that I can say about the company is we recognize that there was opportunities and yeah. we've really worked really hard to yeah. change things from the top down, starting yeah. with our board of directors, right? Mm. So, I mean, um, when you look at our board of directors, uh, three are women. We have... Um, uh, people of color, yeah. um, and it's just fantastic to yeah. see that when we say we, being Five Star Bank, say that we truly uh, aspire to uh, be uh, the the communities we serve and yeah. mirror the communities we serve. That yeah. we're actively doing that yeah. daily, right? Yeah. So happy to say that our workforce represents sixty um, percent female, and we're at about forty five, forty six percent minority nice. workforce. So nice. very, very cool numbers. Uh, but again, it. it goes from a you know a happenstance to purposeful intention. Hundred percent. So that's, I love it. Those are some of the cool things we've been able to do. I love it in the community, in the workplace, and it ties directly to retention and directly to engagement because I will not feel fully engaged in an organization that I don't feel values my background or Correct. you know I see a path forward into you know leadership or expanded roles. Um, you know, if I don't see that path forward, like, I'm not going to engage, right? right. I'm going to go and find organizations. And if you look at the generation that is applying for jobs today, like, they are seeking organizations that have that type of culture, that are inclusive. Yes. Um, and, and it is a candidate, you know, kind of candidate's friendly world these days. And so we have to be very careful of that. Um, but I love what you mentioned there. I'm reading a book right now by uh, Stephen Covey called Trust and Inspire. And he talks about... When, you know, everyone has, most folks have good intention. Right. Right. But when intention does not match behavior, that's where you get that disconnect. Right. Right. And so for you to share those, like, yeah, we had, you know, that, uh, like I said, accidental or unintentional DEI. So the intention was there. Like, you yeah. want to do these things, but maybe for whatever reason, the behaviors, the practices, the processes weren't matching. So what it sounds like you're doing is making sure that behavior matches intent yes. so that we can really drive these things forward. And it produces outcome, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, in, when you think it's about it, right? It's not so fluffy. No, like, it produces kumbaya, outcome. Like, yeah. I mean, I can tell you, um, we even have a, a vertical that's, that's called cultural banking, right? Yeah. Because there's so many times where... If if I look like you, I come from the same culture, I more easily want to do business because we have shared experiences, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So um, that whole idea of uh, matching culture with culture yeah. is a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think we potentially undervalue the... Um, the presence of what DNI can do yeah. from an yeah. ROI perspective, Absolutely. right? So just, I mean, it's not only the right thing to do, but you see it on the yeah. bottom line as yeah. to why it's the right thing yeah. to do, right? Having those voices at the table is huge. Yeah. Um, and then for the communities to see it happening. And then if you see intentional focus and maybe you don't see your specific uh, vertical represented, then I would challenge you to be the first. See the need, speak up. Yeah. Jump in. That's where we started, right? Yeah. You see the line. Yes. Go in the bank and ask if they need help. Yes. 
Um, Lydia, thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. I love the transparency. I appreciate the work that's happening. Um, how was the best way for folks to get in touch with you? So the easiest way to get in touch with me is definitely through LinkedIn. I'm a huge advocate on LinkedIn. Uh, my entire profile, everything about me is on there. Yeah. Um, and then obviously uh, you can look me up anytime, uh, fivestarbank.com. Um, under the executive profiles, you can yeah. see a little bit more about myself. Yeah. And uh, my email is directly on there. So yeah. please, absolutely love, love to engage with anyone yeah. that is wanting to hear a story so absolutely yeah. and we're actually here we're shooting in the growth factory studio i know five star bank is partnered with growth factory and just kind of the entrepreneurial um uh ecosystem that we're trying to build here in the in the sacramento area so i uh, checked it out as well but that is it thank you so much for checking us out on mr meaningful work retain we will send you uh or we'll see you next time on the next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I would love to hear from you on what you found helpful from today's show. Or if you have someone in your network that you would like to recognize or spark shoot me a message at tim at mrmeaningfulwork.com or leave a comment on the show content on LinkedIn or send me a tweet at mrmeaningfulwork. That's work with, with no O. Thank you again and go inspire someone today.